Now we're doing ether. Yeah. Did this the energy we on, man? I am, man. After after we was on fuck Nas last podcast, now we on fuck Jay Z. We pro Nas now. I've switched. I've completely flip flopped. I will admit. Last podcast, I was pro Jay Z anti Nas. Now I'm pro Nas anti Jay Z. What What's funny is, do you feel like Jay Z is still bitter about this song? I think he's still bitter over the fact that he publicly took an L on that scale because this is something he's never been able to shake no matter what he's been able to shake everything else the former crack dealer turned businessman the uh, negative perception of a rapper being wealthy and things like that he's been able to flip flop he's been able to basically turn everything into a success except for this he can't get this off his record he has some whack albums he's been able to bounce back he's always bounced back but he can never really get this off the record man like he uh, this L will stick with him forever yeah it's funny because people made a term out of this song like damn you just got ethered (laughs) this awful beat is somehow classic too i always hated this fucking beat ron browse produced this bullshit yeah (laughs) and the beat's classic now too yeah like as soon as this song come on you know what time it is yes <laughs> man. Let this ride, man. In honor of Nas making the great album and Jay Z dropping a shitty ass single, trying to, you trying to fuck up his whole album release day. Then you oh, got the man. nerve to say that you you're better than that big. <laughs> Won't you let the <laughs> late veteran live? Well, now nah. son across the belly. Lose. I prove you lost already. Uh. The king is back with my crown. Yeah, we're well. rest in peace, let's do it, niggas. I fuck with your soul like ether. Well. Teach you the king, you know you not. Nah. Dodson across the belly, Lose. I prove you lost already. Y'all niggas the funny deal thing with about this song, like too, is that as it I came you, out like, brother, you I want to say up to like half a year yeah. after TakeOver came out. Yeah. That Imagine was, having to wait this long for a response to a diss, man. That was that's that was the good days, man, because it's like... Yeah. You, like that give you time to kind of build up a little bit you're not really pressured to hurry up and drop some drop some shit because we seen how that went when drake dropped the um, songs towards meek and meek was on tour and he was pretty much pressured to respond like within a couple days yes <laughs> like this this was a full six months where Nas had time to think about it gather shit together and then drop it on his album <laughs> When Drake dropped that disc to Pusha and like two days went by, everybody was like, oh, he ain't going to say nothing. Oh, he ain't going to diss him back. Oh, where's the yeah. diss at, Pusha? Like everybody, like two days. Oh, it wasn't even a week. Dog. Yeah. Two days went by and everybody was like, oh, I guess he lost. I guess he ain't going to diss him back. Yeah. I surprised. Like on the third day, he put a track out. Yeah. I surprised he put out something that good, though. Something that that good because he was he was ready for it yeah he probably already had the shit written I, <laughs> <laughs> he had to go record it yeah yeah he yeah he probably had it ready but yeah man i miss these days man where you know somebody drop a, a diss song on the album and then you know and then you gotta wait to the other person the album to drop and see what the what he said and it's like oh it's rumors that it's a song <laughs> talking about jay-z yeah 
I'm, I do. You used to have to wait for things and let them cook in the oven a little bit. Now it's like either instant gratification or we over it. Yeah. In, in, a, in a week max. Yeah. And you can so, sit, and even though I hate this beat, you can still play this though. And like, oh yeah. I, know, I know the words and everything. You can still play Takeover. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know none of the words to the last diss songs that have been coming out the past couple years. Maybe uh, back to back. A story of Adidon. There's some classic quotes in there, man. You are hiding a child. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like that. Oh, there, we, there are certain quotes that are memorable in that one. But most of, mostly, yeah. I don't remember nothing from Sheether. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes. We we are on that tip now because we got to talk about some new music that came out. Also, some petty behavior that I guess people have already always known about from Jay, but we're going to break that down and, and get into the conspiracies a little bit. But there's another uh, brand spanking new episode. I don't know why I said spanking in there. That's weird, <laughs> but it's a brand new episode of Jim Dukes Podcast coming right back at you again on a lovely, lovely weekend in houston hopefully we ain't about to get hit by these two hurricanes on the horizon man <laughs> i'm a little bit fucking nervous man i ain't gonna lie yeah i was thinking like damn like we dodged a lot of shit you know outside the rona we dodged a lot of shit as far as weather and then this shit come <laughs> up like fuck <laughs> no i was just thinking that too i was like man the other day literally i was like what happened to hurricane season i'm glad nothing hit us yeah and then this shit came <laughs> i'm like what Two yeah. of them too. Yeah, I called my dad just to you know talk to him, and he like, man, I see y'all got a lot of shit going on now. Like I see the hurricanes. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> like maybe yeah. I need to go to the store while nobody really talking about it <laughs> and get nah, some water. Man, they, they they up on it now. It's on the <laughs> news everywhere. So yeah, it's Damn. gonna be a, a a mess at the store right now. But hopefully yeah. it ain't nothing, man. Hopefully we just over everybody be prepared and all that shit. But hopefully it ain't gonna be. Hopefully, yeah. it's something good in 2020, man, or at least nothing that <laughs> terrible again. So, yeah, we can't have another Harvey in the COVID era, man. We can't do that. No, that would be crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we back at it, man. A lot to break down in the uh, hip hop and black culture world, of course. And we're going to get to that in a second. But first off, Figgy Fig, how's your week been, man? I see you got the... Uh, the, the cornucopia of colors on your head right now. Oh, yeah, dog. yeah, yeah. I, I had this for a minute. <laughs> a word? Yeah, I had it for about maybe a month or two. Like no, a like month? that same style? Yeah, the, the I think you, I think you have it wrapped up differently, maybe. That's why I look Yeah, I just, I just got it up, yeah. But, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and then the light in here a little bright, so. <laughs> yeah, I see it. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I did that. I just did it just, I think the quarantine kind of got to me. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is uh, I had dyed my hair blue. Uh, I got my hair dyed blue. This was like right before everything shut down. So it was like maybe a couple of days before everything actually shut down. Mm-hmm. So I th- and I think the week before that, I think that was the last time we actually did a podcast in studio. So uh, I don't even think you ever saw it. <laughs> so, yeah, probably not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the quarantine kind of got me experimenting. <laughs> hey man, might as well do it now where you ain't got to go nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I've been Try getting a lot of new fits. I've been getting a lot of compliments <laughs> on it too. That's good, but, man. Yeah, it's shout out, great. um, shout out to my girl Reese. She um hooked me up with the colors. I told her to do her do her thing. <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Lisa Barber, Lisa uh, salons and barbershops are back open too, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Good. Uh, so. 
Let's get into it, man. Let's just get right into it. We've got a whole lot to break down this week. Um, and let's go right into the new releases as we always do, man. So as we okay, first off, we'll start off with the Jay-Z single. Okay, <laughs> because there Nas dropped an album as well. We'll break that down in a little bit. But first off, let's talk about this Jay-Z and Pharrell single <laughs> that coincidentally dropped the same day yeah. that Nas dropped his album. <laughs> it is a I Technically, I guess it's a Pharrell song. Yeah. It's called Entrepreneur. Is a kind of promo for his piece in Time Magazine. I think he's doing some kind of Time Magazine thing where he's supposed to represent the revolution somehow. I don't know how or why, but yeah. Mr. New Black himself is supposed to uh, yeah. represent. Yeah, this fucking beat, man. What's your thoughts on it? Again. You go first, man. I don't want. I don't want to bring it down too much, man. I want to know what you think first. Shit, think I'm about. about this? Oh shit, I'm about to bring it down. This, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, man, I'm not really over overreacting to this. I'm pr- I, or uh, I, I think this was probably the worst song I ever heard from Jay Z and Pharrell, man. <laughs> like all time. Like if I had Ooh. to put an all time worst song from Jay Z and Pharrell, or either Jay Z or Pharrell. <laughs> I would probably put this and you know I'm a big Pharrell fan I'm yeah. a huge for I'm probably the biggest Pharrell fan ever this was probably the worst song I ever heard from him man damn I, I, damn I, I, okay, I was, maybe you should have went second <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was super disappointed I really didn't understand it uh, well obviously I understand the lyrics and you know the intention for it but I didn't like the hook the hook was lazy um, I ain't like him singing on it like that. Um, I don't know. I, to me, I think I think this really irritated me for the simple fact that it dropped the same day Nas album dropped. <laughs> like if, if this if this song were to drop some other day, away from Nas, I probably wouldn't be too hard on it. But I feel like he. I feel like this song. Uh, and to be fair, this is a Pharrell song. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he, you know, had this date already, but to me, this, this, this seemed like a Jay Z thing to try to fuck up Nas, you know, release day, and I'm glad it really did, and I'm glad it was a bad song because I, <laughs> I seen nobody talk about this song. Yeah, like I don't know what your timeline looking like. I ain't even seen nobody acknowledge this song. Everybody been talking about other shit <laughs> instead of this song. <laughs> to the like, I don't. This is probably my second time listening to this song. I this was this was a bad song, man. And we talked about the positive black songs and the mm-hmm. power to the people type songs. I I ain't like this song at all, man. I ain't like nothing about it. Uh they they definitely could have kept this one. This this was a bad song, man. I I I don't know. Maybe I maybe I grow to like it. Maybe they might put it in a movie or something where it makes sense. But to me, I I, I just <laughs> I didn't like this at all. Man, I gotta say I agree. I do think it's extreme to say it's the worst song from Jay Z or Pharrell. I think Jay Z has at least at least five songs I could probably name at the top of my head that are worse than this. But I, it is very bad. Um, it is probably the worst collaboration between them two, without a doubt. 
Um, and yeah, to be fair, I don't think, well, to, to go back to your point about nobody talking about it, I did see people talking about it, but they were mainly trashing it. They were trashing Jay-Z's lyrics. But my thoughts on the song itself, man, I don't think the beat is bad. But the black man, black man, black man, <laughs> that shit is corny, dog. Like, it, that almost ruins the song. Like, yeah. we get you talking about the black positivity thing, but it, seem, it almost makes it sound like a fucking Sesame Street song or something, man. It, it sounds really corny. Lazy. I hate, yeah, I hate that part of it. Um, the message, here's the thing. People were very critical of the things that, number one, the nerve of Pharrell to make this song after he came out talking about how he's the new black <laughs> and how the new blacks don't complain about racism. You know, they just make the best of what they got and things like that. And now he's coming, riding the wave of the revolution, talking about black power and black <laughs> unity and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, we see you riding the wave now, clearly. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jay-Z. People were very critical about how he had a line that said something like, for every Gucci, buy two FUBUs. Yeah, I see. Basically it. talking about how we got to promote black-owned businesses. And people pointed out how it's very hypocritical for him to say this because he's always been Mr. I'm stunting on y'all because I got the European foreign designer shit on and y'all got the domestic shit. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I can't say that Jay-Z does not promote black businesses and black people and black artists. He does things behind the scenes, but lyrically, yeah, he does boost up. He boosted up the crystal until they came out and said they don't like the rapper shit. Yeah, he you know, he, he did he did shout out Cripple Cola. The he guy, did. yeah, he he shout that out. That was dope. He did, but in the past, he's always been Mr. Gucci. The, the the Magna Carta album, which I think is still his worst ever. That whole album, he was talking about Tom Ford and all the uh, Andy Warhol paintings he got and all this bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, man, okay, so so now it just seems. Because this is the topic Popular. right now. This is the way that he's just riding it, him and Pharrell. Yeah. And it comes off as corny, man. It comes off as played out, especially, like you said, put next to this Nas album. Mm-hmm. Because if, Nas can do this. Nas could rap about this because he's been rapping about this for his whole career. Decades now, his <laughs> whole career. He made a whole album with Damian Marley talking about black power and black unity and shit. This is like 10 years ago, man. Yeah. And now Jay-Z want to get on that way because it's popular and, and rap about I better late than never, I guess. I can't knock the message. I don't yeah. want to bring down the message, but we know why comes... he's doing it now. Exactly. Because he didn't do it when he was at the height of his career. Exactly. Back in the two thousands when um around that same time where um Nas did the the um Damian Marley album, Jay-Z wasn't talking about shit like that at all. He was no. pretty much talking about ice and you know jewelry and stuff like that designer shit uh, all the stuff that we peons can't afford yeah. so i don't want to like i said i can't knock the message i think the intention is probably good but it just comes across as well oh shit i don't know what the fuck that was it comes across as you know Hypocritical. we riding the wave right now yeah 
and I don't like that, man, especially next to the Nas album. So we got to talk about that, too. Yeah. How how you feel about the line Jay-Z said to uh, I seen people talking about this as well, that black Twitter. What's that? When Jack gets paid, do you? So I guess he um, pretty much talking about how people use the word black Twitter. And well, he, I get he, he brought up the CEO for Twitter saying he get paid, but do you? So I, I'm not I'm not sure if he telling uh, I guess he taking a stab at people talking about black Twitter or I guess black Twitter being upset about something. That's one of those lines that Jay-Z just says that I think it probably he thinks it sounds good, but it really don't make any sense. Like we don't pay to use Twitter. Number one it's free to use. And if he's saying that we need a black black Twitter is just what they call the black people who tweet. About black issues or yes. complain about we don't call yeah. Twitter itself black Twitter. We know yeah. it's mostly white and other races on this app. Yeah. So I don't know if he's saying like y'all should start your own shit. Because if he is, why don't he do it, Mr. Billionaire? Like we ain't got the capital to make a Twitter, but you do. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to complain about that shit, you could actually make another app and then have it be only black people if you want. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, when I heard that, I I wasn't sure if he was talking about how I get because you know he said some questionable shit about how you know uh, we need to stop, we need to look past kneeling during the time where yeah nobody was kneeling. Another good point. Yeah. So I'm not you know Black Twitter was kind of on his ass during that time. Yeah. So, so and Black tw- Twitter kind of been on him a couple times, but I'm not sure if he was taking a stab at Black Twitter. And um, trying to call him out saying, hey, Jack, get paid, do you? But, like, who the hell get paid on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what point he was trying to make there. I don't know if he was trying to diss the... I guess he was saying, don't call it Black Twitter because Black Twitter, Black people don't own it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's another point, too, man. Like, he has, to what we talked about on the Jay Electronica album, I think he's still on this wave to try to reinvent his image after that NFL deal and that whole press conference thing, which was a disaster for him. Yeah. You know? So ever since then, he's been a lot more openly pro black (laughs) in music and everything he's done. Yeah. And I've noticed that. And I don't know if it's working, man. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. All in all, this song sucks. I'm very disappointed. Um, What's this? Black man. And that fucking sample that they kept looping, yeah. I could have went without that too. If you want to leave here, you can. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. This song was a mess, man. It was. <laughs> it was a mess, man. And, and, and like I said, if he would, if this song was released during the whole George Floyd protest or, you know, the, uh, around the time when people was really going in, <laughs> which was what was it like a month or two ago? This had to be yeah. back in April, mm-hmm. April, May, somewhere around there. If it was released during that time, I probably wouldn't be that harsh on it. But for the simple fact, it's like now, it's yeah. like, like, come on, man. <laughs> on Nas' release date at that, that's the part yeah. I have a problem with. Yeah, it's super weak, man. And it just comes across as kind of condescending and a little bit. Like I said, I, I think their intentions were probably good because I know these two dudes are generally solid dudes. I don't know them personally, but I just feel like they don't, they aren't just, I'm mean, like, they, they've done things to support black people. 
mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. But just this this song ain't it, man. I could have done without it. And they could have kept this one in the vault and done a lost tapes or something and, and, and dropped this then. Yeah. But do you think do you think Jay-Z had any influence on this song dropping on the same day as Nas album? No, I'll say this because first off, let's get into this theory first and introduce yeah. people who don't know of it. Um, I don't know if it's more of a theory because it seems kind of concrete. But people have brought up the fact that, um, and this kind of stems from a 50 Cent interview from a few years ago, in which he was talking about, you know, everybody think I'm dirty, but Jay-Z the dirtiest <laughs> nigga in the game. You know, because he he dropped every time Nas dropped the same weekend. <laughs> and so somebody actually looked it up, and they found out that, yeah, he does seem to coincide his releases with... Uh, with Nas. Um, going back to 2001, <laughs> December 18th, Stillmatic dropped. December 18th, Unplugged, the album, uh, acoustic album with Jay-Z and The Roots on MTV dropped. Now, I think that's, kind of, I don't know, man. I don't know how big that Unplugged album is for him because that had already released on TV. Yeah. So it wasn't like a brand new thing. So I'd give that a pass. I think that could have been a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, next up in 2004, Nas drops Streets Disciple. Jay Z drops Collision Course, the uh, album with Lincoln Park, which yeah. is an awful album, too. Yeah, see, these first two albums that drop on the same day, at first, I mean, the first one I kind of understand that might be a coincidence, but you notice how these are Nas' real albums. Yeah, the other two aren't real, real Jay Z albums. <laughs> Good so, point. So it's like he kind of just, uh, just throw it out there. He releasing that day, just put this together <laughs> and really <laughs> release it that same day. So those two are kind of a head scratcher. Now the Nas greatest hits in American Gangster, um, that could be a coincidence. I'm, I'm not sure because this is a real Jay Z album. Yeah, but and the greatest, the- I'll give that one the. Okay, the first two, I think you're right because those are kind of experimental throwaway shit that he could have dropped any time, but he chose that day. Yeah, he ain't uh, care the, about that shit. Yeah, the greatest hits thing, I don't know, man, because that's the greatest hits thing. That's not a new Nas album. Yeah. So, and that's a real Jay-Z album. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I'll give that one a pass. Yeah. Now, Nasir dropping June 15th, 2008, uh, 2018, and everything is love dropping that same weekend uh, a day later uh that's hmm. when people start talking for real because remember the nazir we ain't know when that if that was yeah. even gonna drop and it actually dropped on the day on, on the day it was gonna drop and then remember that saturday morning because i text y'all in the group chat like damn mm-hmm. jay-z and beyonce released the album today and you like what a real album a full album <laughs> that which was odd because that was a saturday yeah <laughs> so that was super strange that one is kind of confused see i i want to be conspiracy guy here but part of me feels like with that being a beyonce album too there would have to be more involved than jay-z being petty there about nas because number one i don't think Nas even knew when that album was going to drop. It was recorded kind of quickly, apparently. And with Kanye and how he's been, I don't think Jay-Z could have known months in advance when they were recording this album when Nas was going to drop this shit with Kanye. Yeah. I mean, he might have. 
Yeah. See, I think that everything is love album was probably finished. It's yeah. probably good. So they probably trying to figure out when to drop it. Maybe, maybe they was gonna drop it the next month or something. But um, remember Kanye? He he tweeted the whole good music release shit back yeah. in May. So um, yeah, he, you know it was our, it was super confusing on when he was actually gonna drop these projects. So when this one dropped on June fifteenth, I I just thought it was weird that they dropped the album on a Saturday. They they never explained that. Like we we knew nothing about them having a joint album. Yeah. <laughs> and they they dropped after this, <laughs> which that to me I thought that was super strange. Well, we did know they were doing a tour because they had already announced that. Yeah. And they had already started, I think. Yeah. So we knew some new music was coming. Yeah. We did, we weren't sure it was going to be a whole album, and we didn't think it was going to be dropping that soon. But we did know something was in the works because they already started their tour. It's, yeah, they on the run too. Which yeah. was, I thought I thought that was weird. Yeah. Because it's like, what y'all going to tour the same shit? <laughs> exactly. And that's when everybody knew like a new album had something. Come. Something was coming. We just didn't know when. Exactly. So yeah, maybe it was just pushed to that day or that weekend because Nas dropped, I don't know. And see, that's the other weird thing too. Like, who do you know that drop, uh, who would drop an album while they're on tour? Uh, I'm, I don't like, want to say it's never happened before. Yeah, they was currently on tour. Yeah. And then that album dropped that Saturday. <laughs> so I, I don't know if Jay-Z was like, man, they ain't about to, Kanye ain't about to drop that album. They ain't no real album. <laughs> and then it actually happened because remember, it took a long time for the Nas album to actually be released that day because yeah. we was waiting on it. So I don't know if he was like, oh, shit. Hey, hey B, let's let's drop this shit <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> let's drop this shit in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Lost Tapes 2 dropped the same day as Beyonce Lion King album. Now, that one has to be more. Come on, man. That's a major motion picture soundtrack. I can't yeah. say that's being petty. I can't yeah. because there's more than Jay Z involved there. <laughs> it's a Beyonce album. And Jay Z yeah. was on like, what, one track? Yeah. We can't say Jay Z was behind that one. Let's, let's give him that one, okay? But but look at the rest of the list though. The rest like, of it, yeah. They just, I, I can. There just, there is a pattern. Like, at this time, it's like I don't know. It's it's just weird. Like these are two these are two artists, and they just so happen to drop on these same dates. <laughs> but here, okay, let, let's let's be realistic. <laughs> because the dates it, because that are it, on this list. Because look, they, Beyonce Beyonce and Jay Z are married. Yeah, I, I can see Jay Jay Z keeping an eye on when Nas drop. And I can see him saying, you know, because, you know, Beyonce is Beyonce. She will blow Nas out the water with a release. Mm -hmm. So I can see him saying, hey, you know, drop on this day just to, you know, so don't nobody really check for Nas or tweet or, you know, so he don't get that much attention. I can see. I can see that happening. Okay. Uh, let, let's let's be a little bit. I want to shoot some because here's the thing. Like I'm, I'm anti Jay Z right now because that yeah. terrible song, but I want to shoot a little bit of of bail to Jay Z here because look at the dates, man. It's 2001, 2004, 2007, then 11 years later, 2018 and 2019. 
I'm pretty sure you can list any two big rappers that have been around for this long and they will have release dates coinciding like this because there are, especially back in the day, there were certain date times of the year where everybody dropped. Yeah. Summer, winter, things like that. So I, it's kind of hard for me to say that Jay-Z, like there might've been one or two, especially in the early 2000s with the Lincoln Park and the uh, Unplugged thing. Yeah, maybe because the beef was new. Yeah. And, I could say Jay-Z was being petty. And, but see, I would give those more of a pass because once you set a release date, that's it. <laughs> you don't have the luxury to change it. Yeah. Or, you know, now you got the luxury. If if I if I found out Nas was releasing this day and I respected Nas that much and we cool, I might push it back another week. <laughs> I might not want to step over my man or whatever. I, you know, we got the luxury to change a date in the snap of a finger now. That's true. So to me, the last two is a head scratcher. It's like... <laughs> It's like damn, like you, you could they could have released everything as love a week later. <laughs> they didn't have to do it that Saturday. Like what like what I mean, what was the payoff of releasing it right the day the next day after Nas? That's the that, that's the one that stick out the most to me. <laughs> that that's fair. That's fair. Um the Beyonce line, the Lion King one, I, I can't say that was Jay-Z, but yeah. Everything is love. I can't think of a defense for that, really. I don't know why they released that when they did. I don't know because there was no promotion behind it. It just dropped. Yeah, on tour. You know? While they was on tour, yeah. it wasn't so, like they was getting ready for the tour, or they had a big announcement. And you exactly. know, exactly. No, they was they was actually touring. <laughs> so that's why I was super confused when they released this. That that's fair. The other ones, I'm not too sure about. Now, getting back to this song, and if we think it's still happening today, um, I can't really say that this was the case because I think this song is meant to coincide with Pharrell's cover feature on Time Magazine. Yeah. So it was meant to promote that. I think it's a coincidence that, a true coincidence this time, that it dropped the same day as the Nas album. And the way we consume music now, I don't think anybody said, I'm not going to hear the Nas today because I got to hear this Jay-Z and Pharrell <laughs> song on repeat. Yeah. It's a shitty song, too. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the thing is, I think now, I think it's all about the attention. So uh, let's say Jay-Z actually dropped the album. Let's say Jay-Z and Pharrell teamed up and dropped the full-length al- uh, 13 tracks yeah. <laughs> album. I mean, people would listen to both. You have people talk about both, but the the story would be Jay Z <laughs> dropped the album. We would lead, we would lead off with Jay Z. All these blogs would be you know talking about Jay Z before Nas. So uh, I I think I don't think he was looking for that maybe because it's only one song. Mm-hmm. But I just think I don't know. I I think it. I think this just backfired, man. <laughs> And like I said, I don't think he was looking to, you know, shit on Nas with this um, release. But just looking at the history of it, it's a, it's like, damn, even if this was a coincidence, it's like, damn, look at the history. Like, he yeah. did this. This shit happened five other times, four other times. <laughs> so it just looked weird as hell. It does look weird when looking at the at whole list. 
But like I said, when you look at the dates, like there's so much time that goes by between these, man. And Nas had plenty of albums that dropped that weren't on here and so did Jay-Z. So I kind of, part of me kind of feels like if you do, this is a 20 year history, man. Like if you do this for any artist, you'll see release dates line up like this. You know, we always have shows on this podcast with two or three big albums coming out the same weekend on the same Mm -hmm. Friday, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm not going to rule out Jay-Z being petty. It's completely possible, but I, I, I would, I'm not completely sold just based on this list. I'll say that much, but I, I do see what you're saying too, man. And I do agree that everything is love album is kind of weird. So yeah. Do you think they I still, you. do you think they're cool uh, or actually cool? How they, you know, how we thought they were, or is it still a little resentment? I don't think they were ever really cool, man. Honestly, he now Nas did sign a jet def jam. Yeah, they. But I mean, they they was in videos with each other. They they, they got did some, songs they got together. Them, yeah, they got quite a few songs together. But I, I'm wondering if everything. I mean, I I know it's not like you know kumbaya. Yeah. But they, they were on good terms as far as like you know they they will show each other love. I wonder if it's really is is it something where it's like nah, like let me like uh, he cool but. Nah, not that cool. I think it's kind of like two NBA players who played on rival teams 20 years ago and hated each other at the time. Mm-hmm. But now they're kind of cool. They see each other at functions and like they dap it up and it's kind of it's love there. But Nas ain't getting invited to the Rock Nation bunch. <laughs> you know, it's like that. Yeah, see, I thought I thought they was cool to that point where they can, you know, be at a party together. I, I'm sure they can, but yeah, I thought he, I thought he was cool enough for an invitation. Yeah, I mean, he might have been invited and just didn't yeah. show up too. I don't know what happened. Yeah, so, but, uh, some uh, something else that's not on this list. Somebody mentioned. I think somebody mentioned it on Twitter was, um, I, I guess the same day Nas uh, announced his partnership with Hennessy. Then mm-hmm. Jay-Z, I, I guess, announced that he had something with Ducey, I guess. Some yeah. Type of, yeah. <laughs> that, this, apparently, that was on the same date as oh, well. Wow, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I wonder if it's some type of resentment between them two. Like, they piece it up, in, you know, in the public, but still in the back of Jay-Z mind, like, man, can't believe he said that shit about me on Ether. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, <laughs> Jay, what Jay-Z said was, wait, like, Honestly, Jay-Z has less of a reason to be mad about that shit than Nas because yeah. Jay-Z aired out some shit that wasn't public knowledge. Yeah. And he made it personal. Yeah. But I do think, and this is why Jay, this is why Drake and Pusha T would never be cool like that. Ever, <laughs> man. Because you can't take that L off your record. It's always gonna be there. Yeah. And no matter how long this goes on, we will always remember. Nice for ether and that one time that jay-z called somebody out and took an l yeah so i think <laughs> it bugs him but i don't think you know the beat is always gonna be in the back of his mind no matter what no matter yeah. what he says publicly that's what i believe but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah so now that we've broken that down we still got to get into the Nas album a kind of surprise release that I was very surprised by after listening to it. 
So Nas and Hit Boy, and Hit Boy did produce this whole thing. I misspoke on the last podcast. I didn't think he was producing the whole thing at first, but he did. Um, he produced the Nas album, uh, King's, what was it? King's Disease. Yeah, yeah King's, King's Disease. Disease. Um, a few features on here. It's got Don Tolliver. It's got uh, Fivio, Fivio Foreign. Fivio Foreign, Big Sean. Big Sean is on it too. And Charlie Wilson. Didn't me that much. Charlie Wilson. Uh, very good lineup. Uh, I- I'll go first this time, man. Uh, I-, I like this album a lot, bro. Um, I didn't know what to expect when I first heard uh, Hit Boy and Nas were making an album. I was kind of scared, to be honest, mm-hmm. because Hit Boy, I think he's a talented producer, but the last song I heard about him was uh, Grinding All My Life. I think the last big song I heard from Hit Boy produced. I might have heard more and didn't know he produced it, but the last one I can remember was Grinding All My Life and before that, Niggas in Paris. Yeah. So those are good beats, but I did not want to hear Nas rapping over <laughs> that kind of beat. So I was like, is this Nas trying to be relevant and you know this new new sound? And is it going to be trash, man? I was worried. So. I put the album on. Well, first off, that song comes out ultra black. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, did Hit Boy really produce this? Mm-hmm. It kind of sounds like a ninth wonder. Yeah. Uh, a kind of old boom bap sound, man. I'm like, holy shit. And the album comes out and more or less the entire thing kind of sounds like that, man. Very sample heavy, very vintage nice sound. Nas sounds refreshed and re like he sounds like prime Nas on this album, man. Yeah. I was really, I haven't heard him rap this inspired in a while. That Nasir album, it wasn't bad, but he was not rapping like he really loved that project. But you could tell he loved this project. He put a whole, his whole foot into the lyrics, man. Mm-hmm. There's usually like a couple lines that I cringe every time there's a Nas album that comes out. <laughs> but there was nothing cringeworthy in this album, man. Mm. Very, very refreshing. Um, he did have a, a reunion with The Firm. Cormega, uh, uh, Foxy Brown comes back. Mm-hmm. AZ, they reunite. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised at the beat selection for that song. But it, it, it grew on me, man. And I did like the vibe, the laid back vibe of it. Mm. Uh, that was a great song too. I gotta look at the track list right quick. I'm missing stuff. Uh, I, eighty now, uh, car eighty five. I like that song a lot too. Very, very, very like Nas was in this whole. He was in his bag on this album, man. Yeah. And that was a great like Nas can really paint a vivid picture of the past, man. That's one thing he's really good at when he tries, mm-hmm. and he did a good job here talking about growing up in New York in the eighties, mm-hmm. and. Charlie Wilson usually annoys me on songs, on really? rap songs. He be over singing, dog. He be doing too much on songs sometimes, man. And he kind of annoys me and takes away. But this was the perfect use of Charlie Wilson. Mm. He's kind of more doing background vocals. Yeah. He's doing the melody, but it's not overbearing. Um, I like that song a whole lot. Uh, and I thought it was a perfect use of Charlie Wilson and not just having him sing and croon all over the hook and stretch <laughs> out all them sounds and, and sound kind of goofy. Yeah. 
so all in all, man, I 27 Sour Grunts was really good. Uh, Blue Bins might be my favorite song so far, but I mean, the whole album is amazing, man. The biggest and best surprise of the year, as far as I'm concerned right now, um, this is, I would put probably, I know it's an early overreaction, but it's probably one of my top 10 favorite Nas albums right now, man. Mm. And that's saying a lot because he has, I mean, he has a few dozen there, but mostly he has a good catalog. But this is definitely up there with some of his best work he's ever done, man. And right now is one of the front runners for me for the album of the year. Mm. I know it's a, a quick reaction. I know it's yeah. only been a few days, but that's how I feel, man. This is a very, very solid album. And I think it'll stand the test of time and still sound good five, 10 years down the line. Yeah. Do you think this album is better than Life is Good? See, no, because they're, they're, okay, th- this album has no skips on it. So maybe, mm-hmm. uh, I got to hear Life Swiss is Good. Beats. I got to hear Life is Good again. Just to, I yeah, guess, I got to listen to the whole thing. I'd be skipping around sometimes to my favorite songs on that album. Yeah. So is it better than Life is Good? I got to let it sit to think about that. I don't know yet. I don't know. I kind of want to say yes, but I'm thinking of some better songs on Life is Good, and I'm like, I don't know. So that's a good question. I got to think about that. I don't know yet. But how do you feel about the album, Figgy? How how do you like it? Uh, I I agree with you. I was really surprised by this album because when when the um, track track list was released, I was super nervous. I said, you know, first of all, I was a little nervous about Hit Boy. I, I ain't know what to expect from it. I thought it was gonna be like a a, a whole bunch of niggas in Paris type beats. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure, but when I seen Big Sean, Don Tolliver, Lil uh, Dirk, uh, Anderson Pack, yeah. I seen ASAP Ferg, Fabio. I'm like, oh my god, this. <laughs> I, I like to the point I wasn't even gonna listen to it, man. I was gonna probably listen to it this weekend. But um, you know, I couldn't help myself that morning. I'm like, let me turn it on, and um, just for track one, King's Disease. I'm like, damn, this is this this beat was hard. I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, I couldn't believe Hit Boy made that. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this hard. Uh, Blue Benz was hard. Cart um, number eighty five was hard. I'm like, damn, like he like three songs in a row. I'm like, damn, this shit hard. Yeah. Damn, this shit hard. Damn, this shit hard. And even and Ultra Black actually grew on me, like just listening to it in that sequence. I'm like, damn, Same. I kind of understand it now. Like the Doja Cat line didn't really bother me <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just a drive. It was kind. This was his vibe the whole album. Yeah. So um, that didn't really bother me. Um, I like Twenty Seven Summers. I thought that shit was hard. I wish it was longer, but um, that song was hard. Um, I was surprised by the replace me song. I thought that was gonna be the song I skip, <laughs> but um, it was actually all right. I I, I felt uh, Don Tolliver killed the hook. Big Sean had a good verse. It was good hearing Big Sean. Uh, I thought that song was hard. Um, the Little Dirt song surprised me. <laughs> I, I I thought that fit. I thought it was gonna be a little too much, but um, I thought that fit. The content was um was perfect. Uh, Nas didn't sound like he was out of place. Um, um, the Anderson Pack song, All Bad. I, I, I could see them two doing a um an album together. I, yeah. I felt like them two fit perfectly. Um, 
I I like all of it. I like the um of course I like the um the firm song. I I thought that was perfect. It was good hearing Foxy Brown. I thought the mm-hmm. vocals was a little weird. You yeah, could t- you could tell they didn't record this. Uh, you, you tell her her studio wasn't that good, <laughs> but <laughs> it it was good. It was good to um to hear all of them together. I wouldn't mind getting a little uh, firm EP. <laughs> I, I don't mind. Yeah. Getting, I, I I wouldn't mind getting four good tracks from the firm. Maybe Dre is producing again. Maybe that's what they're needing for. Maybe that was the picture was for. Probably so. <laughs> mm, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, um, and the, the the last track was um the cure, not the bonus track, but the um the song the cure, which is the actual last track. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite songs. On I there. liked it a lot too. Yeah, that, that I actually played that a couple times. But uh, overall, man, I thought this was a solid, solid project, and I, I was totally wrong, man. I, I really wasn't expecting anything from this album. I thought I was gonna get a, I thought I was gonna see a lot of slander on the internet, but uh, I seen none but praise, man. Uh, and I think this is something Nas and Hit Boy really needed, man. I think, I think, I think we got. A little, I know, I know, a lot Nas been getting a lot, a lot of respect over the years, but this one. It's kind of like, yeah, Nas is that dude. <laughs> like, put some respect on Nas' name. Even though that last album wasn't all that, mm-hmm. like, no, nah, Nas still got it. <laughs> I hear a lot of people saying that this is the album we should have got when Kanye linked up with Nas for Nasir. Do you agree? Nah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because Nas worked with Kanye before. He had some Kanye production on um, Hip Hop is Dead. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's the type of shit I was looking for, but I kind of knew we wasn't gonna get that because that Kanye is long gone. That was yeah. around that was late registration Kanye, so I was I was kind of looking for um, I, I, my heart was looking for you know, homie, we made it, uh, uh, we major, <laughs> remember mm-hmm. we major. I was hoping for something like that, man, but I know that Kanye was way gone. But I think, yeah, I don't. I don't think this was the album that you know we thought we was gonna get. This is to me. This is more current because I don't think that I think Kanye sound when the sound is current. It's now uh, Kanye got a weird sound that you know everybody adapt to. I think this this sound is like you can actually play some of this shit in the club. Yeah. <laughs> and when was the last nine song you could actually play in the club that wasn't like a Swiss beats? So I I think this shit sounds Gucci Wally probably. Yeah, or uh <laughs> yeah, he, or what was this yeah, he has a couple shit with Swiss Beats where I was like, nah. But um yeah, some of this shit you can actually probably hear on the radio and it don't sound outdated or too hip hop ish, too New Yorkish. It you know, it got the right drums, the right snares in it. It sounds current. I agree, man. Um, and I don't know what happened to Hit Boy these past few years, but he's gone undergone some kind of transformation, man. He's actually like an amazing producer now. He was always talented, but like yeah. he's up there with, you know, some of the classic fucking Ninth Wonders and almost Mad Libish. I don't want to put him up there too high, but <laughs> like, nah, man, he's got the sample and he has his own sound. Like, I think the first half of the album was more soul sample based. But even when he got into the newer sound, it didn't sound forced, man. It yeah. still sounded like a Nas song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is a perfect, this is the way an artist should age, you know? Yeah. You brought it up. Like when you have these new 
guys on the features. Don't make songs for them. Mm-hmm. Make songs for you. Like, hey, this is a Nas song I want you to do your thing on, but it's still a song that sounds like it's on my catalog. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah, don't change I think your a lot content. of times they they get they chase the radio hit and they say, Oh, I got a little dirk. I gotta have a little dirk sounding song. Mm-hmm. on this album since I'm having him as a feature. And it's like, nah, Lil Dirk, you're going to do your thing on my song. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that with, uh, when artists do that too. Like some artists will get on a song with somebody who uses auto-tune all the time. Yeah. And they try to use the auto-tune. It's like, nah, like you ain't got to use no auto-tune. Like just, like just imagine if Nas did a, a song with some art. Uh, I'm trying to think of, oh, say a little Baby. Lil Baby, he do a song with Lil Baby, and then Nas try to do the Lil Baby flow with the auto-tune. It's just like, nah, yeah. man. Like, just go in there, just be yourself. <laughs> like, just be yourself and let Baby be himself. Or or if anything, make Baby, uh, you know, get up to your level. You know what I mean? Make Lil Baby step his bars up or something. So, um, and that's pretty much what Nas did. I, f- I ain't feel no awkwardness in this album at all. The, I agree. The only thing, the only thing that kind of stuck out to me was, uh, I want to say it was the last track. Yeah. But he mentioned Gail King. It was like a little. I think was that the last. I think that was. The I last think track. it was. Yeah. And honestly, I I'm glad it's a bonus track because I don't have to officially count it. But I could have went without that track, man. Honestly. What spicy? Yeah. Okay. No, I wasn't talking. I was talking about the Cure. Oh yeah. Think, okay. Yeah, okay. Spicy. Okay. Yeah. I I ain't had to go with spicy. That song to me, that song was alright too, but. Like I would have been fine without that song, but the cure he mentioned, um, he he uh, he mentioned Gail King, like it was kind of like a little shot of Gail King. Let me see if I find the lyrics. He said, "Wait, I'm looking at it too." Um, I do remember that line. Yeah, but I don't think it was like a hard diss. Hold on, what is it? Yeah, he said something like "the fuck you doing, Gail King" or something. He, he was saying. I don't think it. I don't think it was on that one. No, I don't think it was okay. on the. Cure. It might have been. Oh, you know what? I think it was. Might have been on ten points. I think it was on. Either, I think it was on ten points. Yeah, but uh, and that really wasn't. But I do. I do remember that, but I can't remember what the line exactly said. But I didn't think, I, it didn't stick out to me as, oh, damn, he's going hard on her. Yeah, it didn't but he did. Me. I remember he did say something. Yeah, I, ha- I had to like rewind a little bit to see his content or uh, context. But I was just kind of like, huh? Like, <laughs> I, I didn't really get it. That's the only thing that kind of stuck out to me. Yeah, but, I don't think it was that. I can't remember what song it was now, but I do remember that line. Shit, I got to listen to the whole thing. I listened to this album like two and a half times already. Mm. So, but yeah, I forget what line, what song that line was on. Shit. It's going to kill me until I, I remember know, it I'm, too, but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, I'm trying to <laughs> like find a, it. God damn it. We'll, we'll find it, man. Yeah. Um, it's one of them songs towards the end too. Shit. So yeah, man. Like I said, good album. It might, it wasn't full circle, was it? No, I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, like I said, good album, man. Pleasant surprise. I think an album we needed right now. Um, this is like we said when the uh, Ultra Black song came out, man. Nas is like the only one who can make an album like this and not sound forced, you know, yeah. and have the pro-black stuff and have the woke stuff. And it kind of fits with his whole theme. He don't sound forced doing it. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody else, man, it's like, eh. Jay-Z <laughs> doing it is like, eh. But Nas can do it. And I think it was a great time to drop this album. Um, really, really uplifting at this time for all of us. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. I didn't know if I would. Like you, I was scared when I saw the track list and the features and shit. But yeah, uh, I think it was a great album. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so... Yeah. You you can't find a song either, can you? Yeah. <laughs> right after the podcast, we'll we'll figure it out and be like, fuck. I know. Oh I'm, well. I'm look I'm seeing if it was on the definition. Uh yeah, it, that's it was on there. It was on the song with Brucey e. B, the definition. Yeah, he pretty much said, um, global war and they don't want to believe and they're hanging people on trees. And what the fuck is up with Gail King? A black male, a female thing, a failed thing, journalism, or... Oh, yeah, I do remember this. He said, and what the... They hanging people on trees, and what the fuck is up with Gail King, a black male, a female thing, a failed thing, journalism or internalism. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't... I'm I'm, I'm looking at it now. Uh, Rap Genius always kind of break down. Yeah, these are the annotations written yeah, by white so, people mostly. Yeah. <laughs> so what popped up was the um the Gail King interview with Lisa Leslie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I mean we talked about that already, but um that's that's the one thing that kind of stuck out where I was just like, huh? like damn, that was a drive by <laughs> Gail King. Yeah, I, I'm sure he was probably talking about that because I'm sure yeah he was. I'm sure he, he wasn't. Was. I'm sure he wasn't defending um or talking about her because of the R Kelly one. So I, nah. fig- I figured it was that. But then again, who the fuck knows, man? I don't know if Nods ever spoke on R. Kelly. I know they was cool at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows, man? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, yeah, that stuck out. I did remember that, but I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. It wasn't obscene. Yeah, All he says, what the fuck is up? Yeah. He didn't say like that bitch. That dirty dog bitch. We gonna, we gonna find you like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. Nappy head ass <laughs> bitch. Oh man. So yeah. yeah, good good album. If you haven't heard it, give it a shot. Um, I think if anybody who's really down with hip hop will enjoy this album. Mm-hmm. So now we gotta get into the topics, man. And we got plenty to talk about, plenty to break down. So mm-hmm. let's start with the hottest thing uh involving our own our own H Town phenom herself, Megan mm-hmm. the Stallion. Yes. Now, we've been covering this saga since we first heard of it. First off, the reports that after a pool party, uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez got into some kind of altercation and Tory Lanez was arrested uh, with a gun charge. That's all we heard at first. Then we heard that Megan sustained some kind of foot injury. She was hit by glass or something. Stepped on Later glass. on. She she clears things up and says she was shot. She didn't name Tori. She just says she was shot. And uh, things kind of progressed out of there. I think there was some kind of story put out maybe by Tori Lanez's people about the details of what happened. They claim that Megan uh, got upset because Tori was flirting with Kylie Jenner and she got violent. And they said that Tori was shooting the ground in self-defense or shooting warning shots and accidentally hit her. Mm. That was a story that was leaked out to several DJ academics said it. I think Ebro said it too. 
several media members said this is what happened, which apparently now that we know, probably was Tory Lanez's people putting the story out. Yeah. So uh, she goes, uh, Megan goes on to explain herself. She goes on live again a few, about a few days later, clarifies things. She says, look, I wasn't attacking nobody. She still didn't name Tory Lanez, but she said she was shot. You know, she gets on, she's very, very emotional. And she said she was traumatized and she didn't appreciate people making memes about it and jokes about it. And that's kind of where it stood for a couple weeks. Then things kind of spiraled out of control because uh, Megan uh, tweeted or put on Instagram a video of her twerking on the boat. And it was a great video too. Like it was, it was like up close on her ass. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, it's a good thing to break up to. <laughs> uh, but she deleted it, and people were wondering why she took it down. People were also wondering how she was twerking like that with a foot that just got shot. Yeah. And then people, the rumors started circulating from there. People started saying, you know, do y'all really still think that Tori shot Megan when she over here twerking on boats? And her foot seemed just fine. And she's living her life and have like people were basically accusing her of making the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. People were calling her a Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Basically. And they were saying she did it for a promo for WAP and that she just made the whole thing up to bring another black man down. So Megan, I guess, finally had enough at this point and she jumped on IG Live and fully explained herself uh pull up the audio figure we got to hear it in her words we'll we'll hear what she had to say about the allegations that she fabricated this whole event and it didn't really go down like that with nobody i don't do nothing to nobody but y'all motherfuckers (laughs) really dragging it like i tried to just be cool stay out the way because at the end of the day i'm really a real bitch like i'm from houston i'm from the motherfucking south side it ain't like a oh let me go run and tell my business to the motherfucking internet let me go run and tell my business to the police like you know what i'm saying i ain't never been that type of person like but i'm not gonna let y'all keep playing in my face and i'm not gonna let this nigga keep playing in my face either so since y'all hold so worry about it Yes, this nigga Tory shot me. You shot me. And you got your publicists and your people going to these blogs lying and shit. That was it? Yeah. Okay. Hey, you, um, uh, you want now, me to play the other one? Or no, nah, you don't need to. Uh, okay. That basically was a whole was thing. Like yeah. she she went on to explain that uh um, she went to the hot when that happened, she went to the police, but she didn't say anything because she was scared about, um, you know, it was a time when we thought that police were out to kill all you black people. Mm-hmm. So they said she was scared. She didn't want to admit that Tori had a gun on her on him and was shooting because she was scared that the police might get a little rough. Mm-hmm. And she said she went to the hospital and still didn't want to admit she got shot because she didn't know what they was going to tell the police. She said she tried to protect Tori, even though he shot her, but she just got overly frustrated with the fact that they're lying. And now the internet is accusing Megan of making this up. So things have gotten there. We have a much clearer picture now, which I knew we would eventually get 
Yeah. We have a much clearer picture of what likely transpired from the victim herself, Megan Thee Stallion. Um, and we also have people still detracting. People are actually calling her a snitch, which is crazy yeah. because, you know, if anything, she should have went to the police afterwards and been like, hey. Yeah. But they're calling her a snitch. They're saying, some people are still saying, I've seen some crazy shit about this from women. I saw a woman uh, say that the reason this happened was because Megan's a man and all this crazy shit. Yeah. I've seen wild stuff tweeted at this time. Yeah. So, Figgy, what's your take on this, man? Do you think Megan's a snitch or do you think that people she people need to give her a break? Nah, nah she's not a snitch. If anything, I feel like she's a victim, man. Like this is this is a prime example of a um a victim of domestic violence. Like they, you know, they don't go right to the police. When you hear uh, uh cases like this, the the woman usually don't go to the police right off. Some I mean, yeah, some do, but some try to protect the other one. And to me, this case sounded just like this. And uh honestly, man, I'm kind of, I, I feel so bad for her, man, because she went through a lot over the past what year? What a year? Uh, she you know lost her mother, lost her grandmother, kind of back to back. Um, she blew up out of nowhere. She she blew up pretty fast, and um, you know and then this situation happened, and it's like it's like the one moment everybody love you. You know um, Michelle Obama <laughs> talking about your song. You got mm -hmm. Beyonce on your song, and then this situation happened. And now people pretty much calling you a liar. People want you to explain yourself, and you you the one that was shot. So, like, I I I really 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 feel bad for her, man. And she shouldn't have to get on Instagram live to explain herself, explain the situation. I I know it's a really bizarre situation, but she she should be the last person that had to come out there to clear the air. She was actually she was the victim. We haven't heard shit from Tory Lanez. Yep. Like, if anything, I, f I feel like Tory Lanez need to be the one that, you know, he, he just need to take this on the chin, man, because right now he look like a sucker. Like, uh, like he look, to me, he look like a straight-up sucker, man. I, 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 feel like, I feel like he just need to go on out there and say, hey, this is what happened. You know, I messed up. There's no reason for me to shoot anybody. Like I, you know, I, you know, I, I take that out. That one was all on me, and and suffer the consequences, man. Because uh, right now he, to me, he just looked goofy. And um, as as far as the people calling her a snitch, like I, like I'm tired of going through this whole what is a snitch thing, man. Like if you don't know what a snitch is, <laughs> you just need to be quiet. Like how was somebody who's a civilian? She's not. She she wasn't doing anything illegal. She wasn't she wasn't she's not in the in the streets. She's not selling drugs or whatever the case is. Like when something like that happened to you and you tell what happened, that that's not snitching. <laughs> like I don't know. I hate that people pretty much commercialize this word, man. <laughs> because you hear the same shit with, you know, with the Houston Astros. They say, "Oh yeah, Mike Fry, he's a snitch. He's a, even though he is, but yeah. I just, I just <laughs> like no, just say, just say he told. Like I just hate the whole snitch word. Like to me, snitch word is a street word. Mm -hmm. the, the, the word snitch that to me that's 
should be only for street terms <laughs> of you, you know, you doing illegal shit with somebody and y'all both get caught and you tell. <laughs> to me, that's that's a snitch. I don't want to hear snitching and baseball and all that shit, man. <laughs> like, nah, he just told. <laughs> but to me, like, I, I just feel so bad for Meg. I hope she find peace. I hope uh, I hope they get this situation together. And um, I, th- I don't know. I think I know, I know it's hard canceling people, but <laughs> it, this might be the end for Tory Lanez, man, because he. T- I was I was talking to Brandon Scott not that long ago, and I was telling him, man, like this this situation is r- r- kind of like a Rihanna Chris Brown situation. It, it kind of got that same feel. But I don't think people like Tory Lanez as much as Chris Brown. Yeah, a, a lot of pe- a lot of women. It was mainly women <laughs> defending Chris Brown during that Rihanna situation. I I just don't see women throwing themselves at Tory Lanez like that. I I know he got some good music, and I'm sure people still listen to it. But I could I see I could see a lot of people taking Megan <laughs> over Tory Lanez at this point. Like, like I wouldn't be surprised if people, like, if these streaming companies start pulling his shit, because we, um, re- I just seen an article that uh, Kalani pulled his verse off of one of her songs. Yep. So I could see that trickling on down, but uh, until he say something, he need to come out like a man and just say what happened, and you know, he can say it's an honest mistake, and you know, I really messed up on this, and I apologize. If he if he come out like that, man, I think that's better than him just sitting quiet, because he he looking he looking like a sucker. Uh, well, I will say this: I think he is being legally advised to be quiet. I think if he admits that he did shoot her, then basically that's like just walking into jail at, at that point. So I, I think he's being advised to be quiet. Um, I also do think like what she said about her PR, his PR people putting out a statement, putting out these stories, because we don't know where this stuff is coming from. If it's not coming from her camp, it has to be from his. And all this stuff seemed to be making Megan out to be the villain. And Tory Lanez was just shooting uh, like in self-defense and, and something happened. And then we look at it like, okay, she bigger than him. So (laughs) people are making all kinds of crazy jokes, man. So, yeah, I, I do feel for Megan. Um, I did not think, and we'll talk about this another uh, uh, a little bit later, but there was a podcast with Adam22 and two girls, I don't know any fucking names, two escort hoes from <laughs> Instagram and whatever, but one of them apparently had a pass with Tori Lanes, and she was saying that Tori had, had hired a girl to beat her up, and she did. Like, she whipped her ass. That, yeah. And she was telling this whole story and she was like, see, Meg should have went to the police. But the reason why she didn't was because everybody going to call her a snitch because of that Takashi 6 9 shit. And it fucked everybody up. And now everybody think it's snitching if you say something. So she was like, that's the reason why Meg is being quiet. And this was like a day before Megan made the statement. Mm. And so I was watching it and I was like, I don't think anybody would call Megan the snitch if she told who shot her. But then it happened and they did. 
<laughs> so I was like, yeah. dog, this is this is a bizarro world we're living in, man, where yeah. you can't even admit you got shot if you're a woman. Yeah. Without being called a snitch. Did you people, see did you see Takashi sits down trolling? And I what did he say? No, nah, he he posted a video like uh and ta- I think he tagged her it, listening to one of her songs. He's like, Oh yeah, I like her. <laughs> she hard. <laughs> that's kind of that, funny. That's pretty much yeah, lie. he he just put he just put it in the comments, but um he was just sh- showing in the car listening to Meg. It was the <laughs> the girls in the hood song. He, he, I can't lie. That's kind of funny, man. I, I, I kind of hate that he went out like that, man, because he was, to me, he was a funny dude. Mm-hmm. I just hate that he went out like that. I can't really support it. No, I can't. Like, he, yeah. he is what it is, but he he's chosen the, the fact that he's going to be just goofy for, his, for the rest of his career, so whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I did not think that people would actually have the nerve to call Megan a snitch if she admitted that Tory Lane shot her. But they did, and they were as goofy as I, I didn't think people would be this goofy. Yeah. Um, I think Megan is being treated very unfairly in this whole thing. I don't really know why, because in this whole era of protect black women and black empowerment and black, like, I've never seen an artist as big as her right now get shitted on so badly with nobody really defending her, it seems like, until it becomes this huge story. And then we get all the blue check mark people coming out. Yeah. But I haven't seen, I've seen a whole lot of women defending Tory Lanez. Another thing too, people are acting like it's only men that are defending Tory Lanez and it's a toxic <laughs> masculinity and all yeah. that shit, man. That, men nah. are trash. Yeah. No, nah, it's, it's, are... it's a lot of women. <laughs> defending. Yes. And, and, and two, I, I know I don't want to get off the subject, but it's a lot of women that be defending shit that women blame men for. Yes. So the R Kelly shit, a, a lot of women blame men for defending. Him. No, it's nothing but women. It's a yes. lot, majority women be defending him. And it's, it's a lot of women defending Tory Lanez too. It, 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 same, I mean, it's the same. The same type of situations that be going on, a lot of women be behind these dudes. JT said she wished R. Kelly would rape her. She <laughs> tweeted that a few years ago. So, yes, it is women too, man. Don't make this a man. Like, look, men should stick up for women more. I agree. Yeah. But in this case, this is an artist who's probably more popular with women. Mm-hmm. And the women are coming out and defending him and calling Meg. They were the ones calling Meg a liar. They were the ones doing all this shit, and that they are the big a big part of this too. There's no unity in black women right now as far as what they favorites male artists be doing. Yeah. So, and the one thing about guys, I, I guess I can speak for all guys, but a lot of guys. I mean, it ain't no shame in us saying, "Oh, this this dude is a sucker." You know what I mean? Because I feel like guys hate on guys more. And if yep. it's a perfect reason to hate on them, they'd be like, fuck this dude, cancel this dude. <laughs> like, just imagine if Chris Brown did some crazy shit again. I'm sure it'd be a lot of dudes like, man, fuck this dude, man. Like, mm-hmm. like fuck him. Like, fuck his career. But it, it'd be the women that's like, nah, what did she do? Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, I ain't canceling his music. And it'd be the women that, that's defending that shit. <laughs> but to be fair, I've seen this too. We talked about this too. There's a lot of men who, even if they don't fuck with somebody, they will defend it because they feel like black men are being attacked when mm-hmm. that person gets attacked. Yeah. 
which is really silly, man, because we're not out here shooting our women, beating on them, but you'll defend somebody who does because you think women are just trying to bring down men. Yeah. Like that's just goofy too, man. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to his career. Um, I do think he should be canceled until some kind of justice gets served. Um, I don't think he'll be arrested because I don't think there's enough evidence to really prove at this point beyond her saying it that he really shot her unless some witnesses come forward and the actual case is made and she would have to pr- uh, pursue charges too and maybe mm-hmm. testify. So I, th- I think you, I think he'll be arrested for the, I mean, I think he'll do some time for the gun charge. I well, he's a, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't man. know if he. I don't know if he gonna get. I don't know if he gonna get in trouble for actually shooting her, but he did. Yeah. Get, he did get caught with the gun. So he did. Unless he blaming on one of his other buddies or who I don't know who was there, but unless somebody else, you know, take the charge or whatever, I I do think he'd do something. I don't think it's just going. I don't think this going away no time soon. But I think it's only because of the gun charge. I don't know, man. He might get away with community service or something. He's already out of jail. So I don't know what's going to happen to him. It might just be something where he's under house arrest or something, but I don't know. But it is interesting to see, like, if anybody's going to keep fucking with him, like you said, after this. Um, I think he should be done in the industry now, honestly, until some kind of amends are made, until Megan has, you know, something happens where she's like, we're both over it now. Yeah. But until then, like, nah, he he's they got to get him out of here, man. Yeah, because it it just looks so bad because, uh, what, you know, I know we only hearing one side of the story, but like it's it's not like he, you know, stand quiet because, you know, he don't want to cause anything else. He got yeah. he got his publicist going to different blogs and stuff like that. I guess according to Meg, spreading lies. Mm-hmm. So he definitely trying to, you know switch the uh switch the scenario a little bit so he don't get in trouble or he, he trying to wiggle his way out of it yeah so yeah to me i don't i just can't respect that man like I'm, I'm not saying he need to come out and say hey i shot her and you know all this other stuff but i think at some point man like f- for the better of your career <laughs> i think you just need to you know something i mean like you shouldn't you shouldn't have did that like i know mistakes happen i'm sure he didn't mean to shoot at her or something like that. I don't know. But some stuff is you better off just saying, you know what? That's on me. <laughs> like, what's the point of trying to drag this shit out, try to wiggle out of this? Like, it's just, it make you look like a worse person. Yeah. But some people might say you, if it, if you are a bad person, but are out of jail, that's better than being seen as a good person in jail. So <laughs> like, I don't know, man, like yeah. I, I can't say I, I'm mad at him for not coming forward because like, look, there are law, there are felony charges involved if you come forward to admit shit like this. So I don't know, man, but I do agree that you shouldn't be making it worse by calling her a liar and putting out this supposedly fake version of the story where you're just shooting in self-defense because she's attacking you, which still makes you look like a bitch yeah. because you're a grown ass man mm-hmm. and your girl, you had to shoot your girlfriend and get her out, get out of her clutches or whatever. That shit sounds yeah. goofy too. So yeah, I just I just think if he would have st- if he stayed quiet and just not said shit or not have his publicist do anything, we probably wouldn't even know the story. Yeah, Meg probably wouldn't say shit. It would probably get swept swept under the rug. I don't know, but we wouldn't hear all this. 
But yeah. for the simple fact that she got to come out on her own platform to uh, pretty much explain for her, I mean, uh, defend herself, to me, it just looked whack because I, f- I feel like social media probably wouldn't even be bashing her like this if if it wasn't for maybe the blogs spreading. I think they would too, man. I think people get bored and just shit on people for no reason. <laughs> you and think I so? think that's a big reason why. Like somebody out of nowhere just came out and said, Oh, y'all still think that Tori shot Megan because she over here and her foot look fine now. You know, yeah. so that was a main catalyst for her making that video. People calling her a liar for no reason. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just I just think the blogs got uh, uh, something to do with it, too, for the simple fact. Yeah, I agree. That. Because, like, if you hear somebody get shot, like, you ain't about to question what the other person was doing. Mm-hmm. But for the simple fact, it's out there that, oh, I heard she was drunk. And oh, she was. Um, they got into it, and she tried to do this, or like, like we don't even need to hear all that, man. At the end of the day, somebody got shot, and that shouldn't have been shot. So we we got those stories roaming around now. That's making people's oh, what did she do then? Like we don't like unless she had a a gun up to his head, and he tried to you know defend himself, something like that, which I know didn't happen. Like there's to me, there's no logical excuse to you know pull your gun out on a woman, let alone shoot. And it's so funny, man. <laughs> People are such hypocrites, and they don't even realize it, dog. Because <laughs> l- look at what happens when there's a video of a cop beating down a nigga, mm-hmm. and no context, just a video of a cop beating a black man down. Now all the white people will say, "What was that black guy doing before the video?" <laughs> And all mm-hmm. the black people will say, it don't matter. You shouldn't be beating nobody down like that, period. But when it's somebody <laughs> you like, like a Tory Lanez, suddenly you're asking, well, what was happening before the yeah. shooting? What was happening before all this? So suddenly, like, you're, you're now you need the facts. <laughs> yeah. Like, y'all, people are goofy, man. Yeah, that, that's the same shit we've been arguing about for months. And now it's like, oh, what was she doing? Oh, well, I heard she was drunk. Like, do it yeah. matter? Like who and who told you that? Any like people? Yeah, like do so like don't it don't it. like it don't fucking matter, man. Because I yeah, like I seen people saying, oh, I think she lying and all this other stuff. Just put yourself in. Just just say for instance, you had a daughter, and your daughter was drunk or whatever, high, whatever it is. Like I don't give a damn what she is. Like don't shoot my daughter. <laughs> Like, my daughter do not deserve to be shot. Like, I don't care what happened. Like, you could say she was drunk. Yeah, she might have been too drunk, or yeah, she was wrong for doing this. But no, don't nobody deserve to be shot like that. <laughs> like, especially a woman. And it's a, even a cute, and people are, like I said, I feel bad for Megan because she shouldn't have to go through all these hoops to prove that she's telling the truth because. I don't even know why people would just assume that she was making this shit up in the first place. She's not the kind of person to just yeah. be in drama all the time for no reason. Yeah. I'll be honest. If this happened to Cardi, I would have questions <laughs> because, okay, we know she blood affiliated. We know she been in shit and she been in some drama hiring people to beat up uh, strippers that offset cheated with. So we know she been in some shit. Yeah. So if she got shot, I would have questions. I, like it, it would still be terrible, but I would have questions. Yeah. Megan don't be in any, any of that kind yeah. of shit, man. Yeah, and so it, I don't know why she has to defend herself like this. It's sad. Yeah, and it it kind of hit home for me because you know we in Houston, Texas, and 
she's pretty much one of us. And, you know, we've been around people she's been around. And we heard the stories about her being this nice girl who don't be in no bullshit. Yep. And, you know, we know what she went through. So, to me, it don't make any sense for her to um, to lie about this. Like, it, it just don't make any sense. I agree, man. But people fucking <laughs> it's, it's still, just people, for whatever reason. There's people on the outside, man, that don't yep. know shit. Bored and want to make drama out of a, I don't know, a boring Tuesday or something. Yeah. But, yeah so, prayers, prayers for Meg, man. I yeah, prayers for her, this. man. Hopefully she recovers physically and mentally soon. Yeah. And hopefully people get Tory Lanez the fuck out of here, man, because it's about time. You can't be accepting this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, other drama that happened. Now, before... Uh, I don't know how you missed this thing because it was all over my timeline. Maybe I have just a messier timeline. But before all this happened with Tory Lanez, there was another contestant on the cancellation tour 2020. That man is Trey Songs because there was an interview I referenced earlier. Adam 22 had some lady, I'm not even going to bring up her name. I forget it already, but she was just a, basically a hoe. Uh, 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 Instagram he about an escort. Ho- he be having a lot of hoes on the podcast. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and this girl, I guess she's like a kind of famous industry girl, you know, because mm. she'd been around a lot of people. She had the story about Tory Lanez. And this girl got on and she had her friend on mm. um, who came on the podcast as well. And the, the, the this one, you might have seen a viral clip of her talking about smashing seven NBA players in the hotel room in one night at the same time. And people were trying to guess which team it was. People think it might be the Suns because they're playing really good right now. So they might've got a whole lot of. (laughs) (laughs) And this was in the bubble. No, this wasn't in the bubble. Okay. Yeah. This is a few months ago. Okay. She said she was like with a guy who worked with the team. And then like a bunch of people from the team showed up and he just all got it in. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, messy behavior. I wouldn't do no shit like that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's nasty. <laughs> yeah, but NBA, dog, athletes are different, man. Yeah. They really take that team as like a family thing to a new extreme. Yeah. They be doing everything together, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently this is very common. She was saying that uh, NBA players, they were admitting that a lot of them share the same girls and they know about it. <sighs> That's weird, man. Shit, you, you see what Earl Thomas and his brother. Remember, we talked about that a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, like that, that was two like, brothers. That was brothers too. So that was a little bit like I wouldn't do that with my brother if I had one. But your teammates, man, you ain't related. You ain't no blood or nothing. Yeah, that, that's very strange. To just grown be, ass man. Yeah. <laughs> But apparently it's very common in pro sports. And she was saying NBA players do it all the time. So anyway, besides that, uh, there was a clip of her talking about her experience with Trey Songs. Apparently he's into some R. Kelly type antics, uh, peeing on people, and also sexual intimidation, which is something Kiki Palmer brought up a few years ago as well. Yeah, I remember uh, that. So play the, I got the link in there. Play the clip and, and we'll see what she accused Trey Songs of on this podcast. That has people so upset this, right this, now. Like, Bitch, like, please stay who? Trey Songs. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Fuck, fuck him. him. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. 
he wants so, wait, me. Wait, how did he surprise pee on you? What? Okay, so, so <laughs> I, go to the bathroom, I go to the bathroom to wipe the knot off my face, like, in between rounds. He follows me in there. He's like, get in the bathtub. I'm like, okay. So I do. And I'm, like, laying down. He's standing over me, like, jacking off. And he's like, play with your pussy. I'm like, okay. So I do. And he's like, play with your tits. So I do. And then he literally just peed on me like that. And I was like, what the fuck on my eyelashes? And he's like, you're fine. And I was like, oh. <laughs> You're fine. How many rounds has Trey Songz gotten him? Oh, five million. Really? Yes. I When I left, there was a pile of condoms on the ground. I was like, whoa. I don't even know. He wore a condom up. every time? Yeah. Holy Thank shit. God. This guy's got an invincible Did you know well how you told me? <laughs> What? I wish she wasn't as nervous, but I'm not gonna make a goal. Terry got mad at me for like talking about it, but I don't give a fuck. Who, Who? cares, bitch? Trey. Just don't ever see him. Terry? No, Trey. But Trey. every bitch I know that has fucked him says the same shit. Like, did he pee on him? Yeah, I think and he's psycho. Like, he he took my phone and my purse away for like a whole day, held it over the balcony, was like, "Bitch, if you try and leave, I'm gonna drop this shit." I'm like, "But y'all didn't want to believe me." And, okay. And, and he's he just... did the same thing to her. Like, he just does the same shit. Yeah. He's like. Weird. But so he keeps you in a hotel room for this long, and he's just fucking you like a million times. Yeah, and I kept asking like, when can I leave? What time is it? And he like just wouldn't <laughs> answer. He would just fucking ignore me, and I'm like, okay. And then he was like, you can leave when I go like to my flight, and I was like, okay, when's that? Wouldn't tell me. I'm like, okay. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm the kind of guy where it's like, if I, I had a girl, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care about you, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make it about yourself, bro. But uh, so yeah, this this clip got people. Is very very frustrated with Trey Songs and his repeated behavior, especially they brought up the Kiki Palmer clip and she accused him of basically the same shit, as well as BB Rexa uh, mentioned something happened with them in the past that she didn't want to get into at the time, but she basically implied the same type of crazy shit that he was on as well. So, do you think now we know Trey Songs is basically Chris Brown 2.0? <laughs> as far as his female friend, female fans, yeah. Do you think that Trey Songs will actually get canceled because of this, or do you think his fans will still support him? I think, I think his fans will still support him, man. I think it got to be like a t- t- for the for him to be e- even close to being canceled. It got to be some type of lawsuit, some type of lawsuit. It got to be like. 10 to 15 women coming out at the same time. I think that's that's what it would take for him to even be considered or being considered canceled. I just, I don't know. I just he he got one of them weird hives too where people mm-hmm. just feel like nah, like we can't cancel him. His music too good and all this other stuff. And I don't <laughs> even know the last hit song he really really had. Me neither. So yeah, he always seemed like a weird guy, man. He was always aggressive. Remember some of the interviews, he seemed like he was an asshole. Mm-hmm. So um, him doing this don't even surprise me, man. He kind of he kind of showed it. he got in fights at concerts. So he seemed like an aggressive abuser type of a uh, uh, guy. So this don't even shock me, man. I, yeah, this don't even shock me. And I remember the Kiki Palmer thing because. I want to say, um, I guess she was, I guess she was hanging with him or something. It was like a party, and he was trying to do a video, and she didn't. I guess she didn't want to be in the video, and I guess he kind of like tried to remember that was the whole report of her being kidnapped, mm-hmm. aka you know I'm just not letting you out of here. Mm-hmm. 
So that's when that was going on. So this, I don't know. I would be surprised if a bunch of women started coming out saying, "Oh yeah, he did that to me too." Yeah, and, and Trey Songs did try to defend himself. He leaked a bunch of texts um, from her, basically asking when he's going to be back in town, uh, when they're going to see each other again. He he put some information out. It's a little bit too much. I wish he didn't share some of the texts. Cause one of them was a little too raw, and I need to know. I need to know that he was into that type of shit. <laughs> what, what What was it? She said uh, she texted him and she said, "Let me, uh, let me eat your ass." <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he deleted this tweet, uh, this post. Thank God. But uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody was saying, "Man, why you put that out there?" He was like, "I just want the truth to be told." Clearly, she lying. I'm like, you could have proved that and not put that. Could have marked that out. But, yeah, <laughs> but uh, whatever. So, um, yeah, man, the, like he's trying to defend himself by proving that she was trying to link up in the past, presumably after this happened. But look, I mean, even if you pan for pussy, even if you get in the prostitute, you still got to treat him like a human man. You can't yeah. just kidnap people and say you can't leave. Yeah. Even if you trade songs, man, like that's mm-hmm. still scumbag behavior. And but I think this is what happens when you're like somebody who's that desired yeah. by women. Women would deal with that type of stuff. Exactly. They Same like thing you. with R. Kelly. When you're a sex symbol on that stature, like you think you own women, you know, you mm-hmm. think that they they ain't have to struggle to get a woman in a long time. They be throwing themselves at him. Mm-hmm. So, so when a woman, where, yeah, so when a woman is like, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't want to do this. I'm ready to go." Exactly. And they get He's like, what the yeah. fuck you mean? You leave when I say you can. Mm-hmm. I'm Trey Songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he Rick James or something, man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, like you said, I'm not surprised. But another thing to note here is that it's the women defending him <laughs> as well in this case. I don't know no male Trey Songs fans. <laughs> It's all women who are coming to his defense, calling these women liars. Same people who keep Chris Brown, even though he has multiple incidents of being an abuser. Mm-hmm. Like, for all the win- things women want to blame men for, they enable this shit too. Yeah. You know? And I'm not, of course, I'm not saying all women. Some women are speaking out and saying, we got to get Trey Song's fuck out of here. But I predominantly see his female fans coming to his defense. And I think yeah. that's shitty too. Man. Yeah. So, I think the image is, uh, Oh, guys are defending guys. Yeah. And it's not always, it's not all guys and, and no women. It's a lot of women that don't want, want to get him out of here because he cute or because they like, you know, say, ah, or something. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Cause they like, like that song. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of women. <laughs> It is, man. And they enable this toxic behavior and they like this girl. I mean, she knew what time it was too. I bet she's mad at something that's unrelated to this. (laughs) And she's just bringing this up. But I'm sure she was fucking with him and she knew what time it was too because it's Trey Songs, I guess. So Mm -hmm. women women do play a part in enabling that behavior too. We all got to stop, man. We all got to be better people Mm -hmm. and not encourage scumbag behavior like this. But like you said, I don't think they're gonna get canceled. He gonna get canceled for this. Yeah, unless it's like, like I said, unless it's like fifteen to twenty women come out at the same yeah. time, and some a uh, couple women start suing, then they probably get way more time. I know it got attention on your timeline, but 
I guess not enough for mine. <laughs> when they get to yeah. my timeline, because I know I got a lot of weak ass sports takes on mine. <laughs> but um, once it gets to my timeline, where you know politicians and bl- the bl- you call them the blue check mark people start mm-hmm. tweeting about it, then that's when I'll be like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like Trey Songs had like a Netflix show they're going to take away too, man. It's yeah. not like he was a super celebrity before they can take shit away from him. So, yeah. And see, people need to realize that too, man. Like, it's like a lot. That's that's what took so long for R. Kelly to get canceled. I know he, I know it was a little different because he was actually doing something illegal, mm-hmm. but um, he wasn't hot. <laughs> Like nobody was checking for his music. He didn't have a a show he was hosting or anything like that. Where you know, if you make this accusation, then they stop all his money. Like nobody was checking for him, but older women from the nineties. Yep. <laughs> so like nobody cared. That's to me. That's what took so long. And I think that's similar with Trey Songs. Like what does he like? What do we got to offer right now? <laughs> Outside of his cuteness. <laughs> And Not a whole some, lot, And man. some old-ass songs, that a uh, couple <laughs> songs that you might like. This so, last time you even heard him on a feature. Yeah. It, it, in a the, while. The, honestly, the last thing I heard from him was when he uh, <laughs> he did the power intro. Remember that? And people was oh, up the yeah, about that. Oh, yeah, he did do that shit. And, people, yeah, and pe- that. that shit was so garbage, 50 Cent had to go change it back to the mm-hmm. original one. <laughs> I was trade songs, wasn't I? I forgot about that. That's funny. Yeah, so that 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 was honestly the most I heard him be bashed. I never heard nobody bash him that much. Yep. And you know, women love some power. So when that that intro song was different, they're like, "Oh hell no!" But yeah, he he really ain't got much to offer. If he if he had like a Netflix show or movie or something like that, and I think I think people would have you know took that shit away, but. Like now it's just like eh, like there ain't nobody about to waste no time dealing with that. Yeah, man, I agree. Uh so we'll see what happens, but yeah, I think t- uh, the Tory Lane's thing was very convenient to that it happened when it did because now nobody's talking about him no more. And maybe that's why you didn't see it on your timeline because like the next day this shit came out. So Yeah. Tory got, got a little quickly. more <laughs> shit to lose. See, remember he had the quarantine radio? He, mm-hmm. he actually blew up not that long ago. That's that's the other thing that kind of pissed me off too, man. Because he was actually doing some good shit. Like he, I, I felt like he wasn't that bad of a person, and he was actually doing some good shit. He he um, broke the Instagram record for a little bit for uh, most pe- uh, the most people on his Instagram live, and no, it seemed like he was heading in the di- in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then this shit kind of happened. I, I, I want to. I guess maybe it was more like a poor man's Chris Brown. Yeah, like he, basically, he wasn't as big as Chris Brown, but you know he was headed. He was heading up. His arrow was up, and then yeah. this shit happened. So that is it's kind of fucked up on him too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um. Other topics, real quick, that happened this week. So, C Murder is back in the news, uh, most famously because Kim Kardashian announced that she will be working to get him free, which is probably the most, in a random year of crazy shit, that might be one of the most random things that's happened. Kim Kardashian saying she's going to free C Murder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, this, of course, started a whole lot of uh, 
uh, people who are close with C-Murder, for people who don't know, uh, C-Murder was convicted of a uh, murder in a nightclub in Louisiana back in 2002. Um, since then, people have come forward and said that they were pressured to testify against him because they were facing jail time. And basically, he was not involved in the actual murder. He just took the rap for it because he was the bigger name. Mm-hmm. But he didn't actually commit the murder or beat the guy or do anything. So yeah. they're, they're claiming he is falsely in prison. Uh, <laughs> you don't play the most violent song he got. Well, I'm trying to prove he's innocent, man. Come on, Piggy. His name is She Murder. It's funny, uh, speaking of that, uh, in the No Limit doc, Master uh, P did tell him, like, nah, I don't think you should go with that name. And he, and he was like, nah, this is the name I'm going with. So Master P was like, all right, end up going down for actual murder. <laughs> I'm sure that's why the police picked him to take the rap. Yeah. It was like, oh, look, the name is C Murder. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just pin it on him. Yeah. You don't want to do actual work or police investigation. <laughs> uh, fuck it. C Murder did it. He got murder in his name. Yeah, he that made the, that case. made the most sense. And honestly, you you know how uh, you know investigations and shit go, man. They be too lazy to try to really investigate. Yeah. So if you know if he was there, his name is C Murder. Listen to his raps. He did it. You know that the case closed. Because otherwise, they probably would have had to investigate more. They pro- it probably the, the case probably wouldn't have been solved, honestly. So it, it was. I could see that being an easy target. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he ran with the crazy crew back then too. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they 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 put it. They were like, well, even if you didn't do it, it was your people anyway. So whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is, of course sparked you know reactions from people close to see murder, Monica has said has come forward you know monica and c murder i don't want to say they were married but they were dating for a while they got kids together i think they do yeah. i i don't know do they they might it's, i know she yeah. had his name tatted on her or he had his name tatted on her and she had to cover that shit in her early photo shoots because it was crazy they were like right on her forearms too she would always wear long sleeves oh yeah then she had c murder <laughs> tattooed <laughs> on her body <laughs> so uh yeah, she has come forward. She recently got divorced from her last husband, and I guess she's been getting close with C Murder again. And she's announced as well that she's working to get him free, and she really hopes he comes home soon because I guess she want to get that you know old thing back. Yeah. Uh, this prompted Master P to come out, and he had a kind of surprising reaction. Um, he, you know, C Murder is Master P's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been very close. Uh, of course, Master P helped with his career uh, greatly. But Master P basically came out in a long series of videos basically saying that, you know, Kim Kardashian wasn't there when I was helping out. They used me as an ATM for all these problems. And Monica, you know, she only now got reinterested when she was married before. Um, but he basically kind of said, you know, uh, see murder you know, he tried to help see murder back before all this shit happened. He told him not to hang out with these people. He told him to get out the hood, but he wouldn't really listen. And, you know, there's nothing else. Like he, he basically said, he didn't say it was his fault directly, but he was like, look, I can't do anything else for him mm-hmm. right now. And I was trying to help when none of y'all even cared. Yeah. So he basically said, I'm done trying to help. You know, I want the best for my brother. I want him to come home, but 
y'all are jumping on too late because you know they're basically he's kind of accusing them of clout chasing i guess because yeah. kim kardashian said something yeah so very surprising i kind of thought he would be more in the camp of let's all work together to get this done but i guess since he's closer and he has it to the chest where he's like you know he's been through so much with him now that he had a different perspective and now monica is shooting back too she was saying you don't know me or my situation we've been talking for a long time and they've been going back and forth now she posted a whole long response to his video too so basically it seems like all the sides are kind of fighting now um monica and kim are apparently still working to get him free but master p is like you know he's kind of done with the whole thing yeah. So, what do you think of this whole situation, Figgy? Who, who is anybody in the right or the wrong, or what's um, going on here, man? Um, I, I did think it was kind of odd how uh, Monica recently got divorced. I want to say like seven months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then now she like you know holding down C murder. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was looking. I'm, I'm. I know we can't judge Wikipedia like that, but um, it said they dated briefly right before he got um, incarcerated. <laughs> so I don't even think they got kids together. But um, I, I did think that was strange because uh, I kind of I understand where Master P coming from. I thought he would, I thought he was a little out of bounds. I, I don't think he should have said all of that, but I kind of understand where he was coming from because he been, he been screaming free murder. He been trying to get him out for damn near 20 years, almost yeah. 20 years. He like I you know wasn't nobody really paying attention like that, but he was always like, "Hey, he he didn't do it. We trying to get him out. We've been talking to such and such." But I think what hurt Master P was um, pretty much he murdered like, "Hey, uh, he called Kim Kardashian his angel, his guardian angel." Yeah. Then said Monica is his ride or die. Yeah. So it's like how how was you his ride or die when you was just married? <laughs> He was just married. You and you, you. She. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I forgot she dated him. <laughs> like she been in relationships, which you know, fair to her. That's that's totally fine. Now, I mean, ain't nobody. She, she don't have to hold anybody down who in jail for murder. Mm-hmm. But it's just seemed kind of odd how it just came all of a sudden. It's like, hey, I've been holding him down. And like, hey, this was kind of recent. <laughs> Like where were you at all that other time? And now mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like, hey, I'm I'm the ride or die when, you know, when Kim sent that tweet, and y'all you know y'all had lunch together, so it might be possible. So that to me, that's that's what I feel like. Master P is going with it. And, uh, I think it's I think I'm not sure what their relationship is now, Master P and Steve Murder, but Master P was. Looking through the post, it seemed like maybe they had problems before. I don't know if he had problems with his family, um, because he. Uh, it seemed like Master P was really hurt about. I guess not. Uh, I guess. I I guess calling Kim the guardian angel. He's like, nah, yeah. you know, the grandma. That's that's our angel. That's our guardian angel. So I don't know. See, murder just kind of turned turned his back on him. Man, you know, to be fair, like you, if he in jail, man, I know it's hard, <laughs> but I don't know what that cause was, but it just, 
I, I see where Master P is coming from, man. Because I would be upset too if I if I've been trying to if I've been screaming see murder all this time. I've been trying to get them out all this time. And now it, it took Kim Kardashian for a tweet to say this. And now you got the old girlfriend coming out the woodworks. You got all these other people coming out and he and and see murder like, hey, these these two are saving my life. It's like, like, bro, like we, your family had your back all this time, man. <laughs> and from one tweet, you saying Kim Kardashian is your guardian angel? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I see, I see the frustration with uh, Master P when it comes to that. But I did think it was, I, I think he kind of went a little too far, just you know, going that Monica. I, I feel like he ain't have to do that. He could have said what he said, um, short. And could have kept it short, but he ain't had to say, "Oh, you know, you was just married and all this other." Just felt like he ain't have he ain't have to do that because we all kind of see it. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we see it. He ain't got to explain that part. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Um, and what we know of Master P, like we know that he genuinely tries to help people, especially when they're close to him. So we have to believe that he really did do all he could for C-Murder, man. And for it to get this bad to where he would make this video talking about his own brother like this, it means that things have really went bad in the relationship. And C-Murder probably played a part in that in terms of their, their relationship right now. So I, I don't know, man. I will say it's about the, the Kim Kardashian thing, though. People have been criticizing her for clout chasing, doing whatever, putting on a front, uh, this whole thing about freeing black people, people think it's to act. I'm like, even if it is, if she's helping get niggas out, <laughs> I mean, that is a good thing. Even yeah. if it's being used for selfish purposes, you could say like, she's still helping niggas at the end of the day. Yeah. So like, I have no problem with it at all. Honestly, like I, I get how you're saying, you know, this white woman coming over, taking all this publicity and whatever. Okay. Fair enough. But if there's good results happening from it, then it ain't a bad thing, man. So yeah. I, I don't think his I don't think his anger is towards Kim. I think it's more towards C Murders calling her his guardian yeah, age. I, I think, think he that's, got upset about that. Yeah, because if he didn't say that, I, I'm sure he'll probably be like, okay, you know, let's sit yeah. down and talk about it. But but I'm sure Master P probably does feel a certain type of way because he's been trying to call attention to it for so long. And then Kim Kardashian just suddenly intervenes out of nowhere. And suddenly it's a major topic and everybody's looking into it. He's like, I've been screaming this shit for 20 years. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> listens. So mm -hmm. I understand frustration there too. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I agree with you on the Kim point too, man. Like even she could be doing that shit for keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Just for episode. She don't have to do that. <laughs> She don't have to help black people at all, man. I, mm. I think it's good that she is. I think she she should, but she don't have to. She don't have to do this shit. And to and, and I see a lot of people saying that she not really doing anything, and all the other you know lawyers are doing most of the work. All the, no, she using her platform. Yeah, <laughs> like she don't have to use her platform. She don't have to tweet anything. But for the simple fact she is. And bringing attention to it, she she using her social media, she using her platform. So I can't be mad at her at all, man. Like I don't see how people, you know, finding some way to hate on that. Because shoot, I don't, I don't care who it is. It could be 
I don't know. Name any white person, man. If they tweeting something just to bring awareness to help us, like I can't, I can't be mad at that. It could, it, it, could it be clout ch- chasing? Sure, <laughs> but like that's they're using their platform to bring awareness to to um for um to help black people and whatever it is. So I I can't be mad at that, man. Exactly, man. She got 66 million followers on Twitter and 185 million on Instagram, man. <laughs> so her words do carry weight no matter if you like her or not. Yeah. So her bringing attention, like you said, she don't have to. She can only tweet about shit she gets paid for. Yeah, she can only tweet you know about she her gets business. six figures plus for yeah. one advertisement on Instagram. So mm-hmm. she ain't got to do any of this shit, but she did. I'm not calling her a guardian angel. <laughs> I'm just saying, I ain't gonna knock it yeah. if there's good results happening from it. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. Because, like I said, I mean, who else is do- actually doing that with her type of platform? Yep. <laughs> LeBron James ain't getting into the whole, you know, let's, you know, free our black men, or he not using that platform. I'm, not, I'm sure he used the platform for other stuff, for other yeah. good. But who else is using their platform that's big as Kim Kardashian to help get? you know, black men out of jail who was wrongfully accused. <laughs> Very true. So Very true, man. Yeah, like, who? I, like it don't matter who it is at that point, man. Like, if you doing that, I I can't hate on that. <laughs> LeBron too busy fake reading uh, autobiography <laughs> of Malcolm X. <laughs> that dog, LeBron is so funny, man. <laughs> Why the fuck he got to lie about shit, dog? Like, let me, let me number play that one, clip. Hold on. <laughs> we got to talk about that now. So people haven't seen it yet. LeBron James was at, uh, first off, he did an Instagram picture before the game. They're playing the uh, Trailblazers right now. And he posted an Instagram picture of him on the exercise bike reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's kind of cheesy, but it's a LeBron type of thing to do. Then LeBron brought to the post-game interview <laughs> after the game, and he's holding the book and flipping through it. Like, he's very, very, in- <laughs> very intense about it. And Taylor Rooks asked him a question about the book. And do you have it pulled up? Yeah, yeah I got it. This, this is what it sounds like. Taylor, you want to follow up? Yeah. Um, so you're holding the autobiography of Malcolm X along with Alex Haley. I don't know how far you are into the book, but what's your biggest takeaway so far? Um, I kind of just started a couple of days ago. Um, <laughs> but um, I've read you know, a, lot of, a lot of notes over the years. Um, it's my first time actually reading it from start to finish. Um, but just a very, um, very smart man. Uh, very, very, very smart man. And basically... Um, his words in the, in the 60s and, uh, and what was going on is actually what's going on today still. Uh, <laughs> him understanding the, um, how powerful um, the Negro can be. He used that word a lot. How powerful we are. Um, but we have to unite. And uh, we have to be together. We have to stand strong. Because it's- <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, I got to play the breaking news sounder. Breaking news. <laughs> Malcolm X is a very smart man. <laughs> a very, very, very smart man. <laughs> very, very educated. Very, very, very smart man. I did not know that. And so his takeaway from the book was Malcolm X was a very smart man. <laughs> very smart man, man. And, you know, the things he did, you know, we still going through it right now, you know. 
racism <laughs> didn't go anywhere. Uh, you know, I, I like the name Malcolm X. I brought a Malcolm X hat. You want to see that too? <laughs> like LeBron, crazy man. Here's the thing, though. I want to shoot him a little bit of bail, and maybe they were thinking because that. If you've read the autobiography of Malcolm X, it's a great book, but it's very subversive in terms of what it says about white people and white culture and American culture overall. He can't really speak about that. That's really in the book. Yeah. Yeah. He can't really get into the hardcore shit. So he gave a very TVPG friendly (laughs) type of answer to the, the question because he can't really say, you know. Yeah, Michael X was right about the Jews and the fucking (laughs) and America and white people. Y'all, y'all some devils for real. (laughs) So he can't say that. But uh, yeah, I don't know why people pointed out like he has a bookmark and it's like at the very beginning of the book. Yeah. So clearly he only read like a couple pages. Did did you see the thread? Did you see the LeBron thread of him reading? Yes, of him reading like the first page of every Every, book. Yeah, every picture was him on the first page. LeBron is like an Instagram thought, dog. Like he really is like a these are what Instagram girls do. They take pictures of themselves reading books on the first page and they with their ass out with their panties and all that shit. Or cooking and ain't nothing in the pot, (laughs) nothing but boiling water. Or, some or, knowledge in before I go to sleep. Like, yeah. Okay. Or in the bookstore, like, hmm, should yeah. I read this? With their ass poked out. Yeah. So. <laughs> and put the book and put the book right back and walk out with nothing. <laughs> LeBron is crazy, man. What is wrong? I don't know why he does these things, dog. Like, he could have just made it the Instagram post and have that be it. He did not have to have it at the post game. Yeah. Flip through it. Like he's very really reading it. Like right he was now. just walking around like you just finished the game <laughs> it's, and you could tell the reason was because there's no locker room access because i'm sure if it was in a locker room he would have, have it just posted. open yeah yeah but since there's no locker room he had to actually bring the book out to yeah. the little interview area <laughs> for no reason because when are you going to read it right there yeah You're answering questions man <laughs> LeBron, LeBron drives me crazy, man. I want to, because I think his intentions are good, yeah. you know, but just the, he comes across as so corny and, and manufactured, man. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know why he does these things. Man, when I saw that video, I was cracking up. People, people was like, oh, when I uh, had to do a book report and yes. I didn't read the book. <laughs> I and read the, teacher the, book. Call, it, the teacher called me to okay. the front of the class. He's a very smart man, you know. He's a, um, still going on. Um, he's a very smart man. Um, <laughs> he looks just you like have a, a, a two-page report due the next day. He is a very, 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 very smart man. <laughs> you got a word count, so you got a yeah. double space. <laughs> oh, oh, that shit killed me, man. man. Very, very funny. And man. like I said, like I think LeBron has good intentions, but he just comes across so corny, man. I I, I can't ever, <laughs> even if he was on a rocket, so I don't know if I could really root for him like that. He's so cheesy. Man. Oh, man. What, what's, uh, what's crazy is, I know I'm, I ain't trying to switch the sports or nothing, but... Um, um, my dude Landry made the good made a good point. The Rockets never played the um, LeBron in the uh, playoff series before, so that might be happening. <laughs> mm, yeah, you're right. He's been in the yeah, East Coast all the time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, so, um, so the Rockets probably um, beat the um, <laughs> Thunder. 
And then if the Lakers beat the Blazers, you got the LeBron versus the Rockets. Which, by the way, I got to make you eat a little crow, dog. You did say OKC was going to press the Rockets. Yeah, I, I thought so, man. <laughs> <laughs> you said this was going to be an upset. But I, I'll admit I kind of agreed, too. So I'm not yeah. going to say, like, I knew they was going to yeah. win. But the Rockets are playing really well right now. Yeah. Man. I'm really surprised. Yeah, me too. I I, I thought that would have been the great, uh, the funniest thing ever if if – if OKC beat the Rockets with Chris Paul, that would be the funniest thing ever, man. That talk about bad luck. <laughs> I wouldn't think it was that funny. I don't know if I could laugh at that. That would, but be yeah, Westbrook funny. ain't even there, man, and they dominate. Look like so. they don't even need him. He might <clears throat> for the first. Sit- might as well not bring him back for the first series, man. Bring yeah. him back on like the last game, maybe. Yeah, let him rest, and then get ready for the Lakers, I guess. Yes, sir. <laughs> Wait, who who would they face? Like, I don't know if it would be the Lakers. Who would they face next? I don't no, know. Th- no, it'd be. The, I think it'd be oh, the Lakers. Lakers. Really? Yeah, Second yeah. round? Yeah, because um, we, we talked about often how um, the Rockets need to stay where they at in the seedings because it's either play the Lakers after the first round or the um, Clippers. Yeah, and, uh, I I thought it would be a little scarier playing the Lakers because I I never count LeBron out. But shoot, it looked like they kind of struggling a little bit. So, uh, Lakers and Clippers. Clippers did win their last game. Yeah. So, but the, I don't know. They, the Clippers, they both look beatable. Yeah, the Clippers might so. be a better team than the Lakers. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I think I think the Rockets might have a better chance of being the uh, the Lakers than the Clippers. I would want to see that matchup more too. So yeah, yeah. It it carries clout to beat LeBron. So yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, other things real quick. Um, T.I. says he has five classic albums. That's a lie. <laughs> I don't know why he would say some shit like that. Man. <laughs> I, I can name two, maybe. Yeah, I've seen people debating that. And they was like, bro, you tripping. T.I. versus T.I.P.? And uh, Come on, Paper man. Trail? <laughs> <laughs> man. Who, who the fuck is playing T.I. versus T.I.P.? That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, People need to realize, I think, just like the word snitch, people need to know the real def- definition of a classic. Yes. Like, it's like just because every song going there is good to you don't mean it's a classic. I think a class, I think classic albums are very rare when people been in the game as long. Mm-hmm. Because early on is probably the, um, the, your most, your only chance to make a classic. So with T.I., I feel like, I feel like trap music was a classic. I, I feel like King, to me, it might be debatable, but I feel like King was a classic. Those are the only two I'm giving to T.I. <laughs> the other, yeah. uh, after that, T.I. was pretty much on fire. So, of course, whatever he released, he going to have the biggest singles and do the most numbers. That don't, mean, that don't mean it was a classic. So I think T.I. versus T.I.P. came after King. So yeah, sure that album was probably good during that time, but that don't means it was a classic. <laughs> Ti versus Tip was terrible, and it was a, a basically an album he dropped after he didn't get that gun charge. He was trying to say that old life is gone and all that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, we need to hear that shit. That's funny. No, yeah. Ti don't have no five classic albums. But every rapper thinks they shit is classic, so I don't, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who got five classic albums. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Like even Tupac, he got two. Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't Biggie even say, got 
Yeah, I wouldn't even say Jay Z got five classics. Nah, classic. No, Re- there is debatable. Like I think very good and classic are two different definitions. Me, yeah, me too. I think so. Yeah, reasonable doubt is a classic, and I will probably say um, blue. I will. I will probably say Blueprint is a classic. Yeah. And um, Black Album. Yeah, Black Album. I will probably. I, I will probably throw that in as a classic. But I think for you to label something classic, I think it got to be like career changing. Yeah. Uh, uh, like a, like to me, trap music. That's when people kind of raise the eyebrow to Ti. Like, damn, who is this dude? And then King came out, and that's when he had that. What you know about that? And you know all the other shit on that album. I feel like those are you know two classes because that kind of changed the game a little bit. That changed his his. That was like a point in his career. Like T.I. versus T.I.P. or Paper Trail. Like, yeah, come on, that man. Like, those albums, those albums could disappear, man, and we'd be just fine. But, yeah, like, yeah. Reasonable Doubt, that was like a career, that was like a welcome to hip-hop moment for Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Like, people, that's when people were like, who is this dude? This, this dude, all right. And then Blueprint, that, you know, we all know how that changed the game. And, you know... Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot. I don't think anybody had five classic albums. Like yeah, that. that's a lot, man. Yeah, I don't think five. Yeah, so I think Jules would think that Ti has five classic <laughs> albums. She was a big Ti fan. Remember, yeah, we T. still got to reach out to her. Yeah. By the way, Ti over Jay Z. <laughs> of course, she would love to debate because she. I know she thinks that Ti got five classic albums. But <laughs> and lastly, uh, Doja Cat said that her last her new single will be called NAS or Nas. People are saying this could be a diss, but I yeah. think it's just a coincidence because it's a song called Niggas Ain't Shit. She yeah. previewed it on a snippet a while back. And then the whole thing about the racial chat rooms happened. So I think she pushed it back because <laughs> of that. But apparently she's still dropping it. But no, this is not a diss song to Nas. I still don't think she should drop this given yeah, the current climate. That, that's a little weird, man. Her dropping this because I is she black? Like, like a lot her, of her father is black. She's okay. biracial. Okay, because yeah. a lot of people was like, oh, I don't know why people are so mad. She's black. She's from South. Her parents are from South Africa or something. I'm like, like to me, I, I don't think, mean you black because you're in South Africa. There's a lot of white people in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, and to, and to me, that's that's the tricky thing about being biracial, because you could walk the thin line, especially mm-hmm. depending on your uh, complexion. Like you can walk the thin line of, hey, you know, I'm hanging out with the white people, and you know, you know, I, I they could kind of distance themselves from black issues. And if they want, they could go over to that side too, because hey, yeah. my dad is black, so that's that's always tricky. But I I never knew what she was. <laughs> like yeah, listening she, to her music, I would I, I would consider her black, but it ain't no telling what her intentions is. <laughs> she like that's why it was kind of suspect that you know she was in that chat room. Yeah, I don't think she's ever dated a black guy, honestly. Like, I don't think she has any interest in black men. So for her to make a song called Niggas Ain't Shit, it's very weird to me. I don't think given the current climate and things going on, like, if you want to make a a general song about some trifling shit niggas do, that's fine, I guess. But given the current climate and given her biracial status and the fact that she don't fuck with black people anyway, yeah. I don't think she should drop this song, man. Maybe she just let it 
I don't know, simmer, maybe drop it next year or something. I don't know. Maybe make it a bonus track, but I, I don't think it's a good time for it. I don't think <laughs> yeah. the reaction will be what she wants. So yeah, you know, you know, people gonna you know have their reaction. You know, black yeah, Twitter, of course. You know they gonna come in like y'all allow this girl to call us niggas. You know it's gonna be all type of posts. But then of course it'll go to gender war part two thousand one hundred and seventeen sure. yep. with the women saying, Oh, y'all okay with all these niggas making these anti-misog these misogynist songs, these anti-women songs, yeah. but she can't make a song. We can have bitches ain't shit by Snoop Dogg, we can't have niggas ain't shit by Doja Cat, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's double there's double standard? You you can't have like come on, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm still tired of I'm I'm just close to muting Cardi B and um, I'm that close to muting WAP because people still arguing yeah. about that shit. Yeah, I, I've been over that shit, man. I, I can't handle that debate no more. <laughs> uh, so speaking of over it, I think we over this podcast now, man. I think we done broke down everything. Is there anything else we missed? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's about it. I think we covered about everything. Let's get into some shout outs real quick. Shout out to Shout out to Jasmine, of course, doing some work behind the scenes. Shout out to Tab as well. I got to shout this out right because he got mad at me. <laughs> shout out to Tab. You can find... Hold up. I got to pull his shit. <laughs> you can, uh, uh, he got a company called Tab Tech. He sells phones and phone cases. He got mad at me because I was joking around talking about he sells radiators and ACs. I was joking, Tab. I know you don't sell that shit, man. But uh, he sells phones and phone cases. So if you need like an iPhone or whatever the fuck, he'll hook you up. All you got to do is search Tab Tech, T-A-B-T-E-C-H on Amazon, the app Mercari or OfferUp. And you'll see his phones and stuff. So I'm check it check, out. He I'm gonna check that out, man. I kind of want a new, newer. I need a new iPhone, iPhone man. I'm gonna hit him up honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell Shout him the Jim's. Tell him the Jim's Juice podcast sent you. Yes, and the phones aren't the hot. He got mad yeah. at that too because I said that. <laughs> <laughs> These are legal phones. So hey, I was about to say gonna a- he, he probably gonna be mad at this. I was gonna say, hey, fifty percent off if you say the Jim's Juice podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Half off an iPhone 11 if you mentioned Gen Juice podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah shout out to Tab, playing. man. Hit Tab up for a phone. Yes, sir. Hit that man up. Tab Tech. Check him out. Um, anything else we plug in? Anybody else doing some things? We got a shout out. Nah. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's it. So, for my boy Figgy Fig, who can, you can always hear on In the Loop 10 to 2, Sports Radio 610. And for me, I'm Ryan Rocket, and this is the Gems and Juice Podcast, y'all. Anita Baker gonna take us out. Mm-hmm.